Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening into this episode of The Payments Hub. I'm John Paquette, and with me, as always, is the co-host of the podcast, Kevin Rice. Kevin, welcome back. Hey, John. Great to be here, as always. And to start the year, we did you know, initially a podcast here where we walked the listeners through some survey results from a survey that we launched out to some industry professionals, just looking at some of the forward-looking trends, the top topics that are in people's minds to start 2022. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, definitely go back and give it a listen. But really staying on this trend here, we thought it would be interesting to just explain a few of the top trends, You know, maybe pick out three in particular that are of interest to our listeners, walk through them in more detail here. So I think that's exactly kind of the approach that we're going to take on this uh, particular podcast here today. So maybe just to start, Kevin, maybe you could uh, start us off with one of the key trends that the listeners should look out for in 2022. Yeah, definitely, John. So a standout is, I would say, you know, at a high level, we'll call it industry collaboration, where we see competitors somewhat becoming allies. And so this holds true for banks and fintechs, you know, once a time. Uh, mortal enemies considered more so. Nowadays, maybe frenemies. We take a look at the banking landscape, right? Banks aren't going away anytime soon, uh, but they're also looking to adopt. When you look at banks, what are some of the things that we note about them? A legacy or somewhat dated infrastructure at times, old technology still being leveraged, uh, a regulatory environment that prohibits risk at the cost of innovation at times. And then on the other side of the coin, we look at fintechs um, who are just emerging left and right in recent years. So, you know, fintechs offer flexible, specialized solutions catering specifically to customer needs, but sometimes experience difficulty uh, connecting to banks. And then, of course, there's compliance issues that really pose the bottleneck of realizing a true open banking landscape. And so what we're seeing uh, as we go into the new year here is banks working more and more with fintechs and fintechs actually working more and more with each other, leveraging the services in almost a best of breed approach rather than an all-in-one solution. I think I agree. This is you know an interesting trend for sure. It seemed like for a very long time, banks were kind of fighting against this, right? They wanted to keep their customers on their technology, on their platforms, and they did view the fintechs as you know somewhat encroaching on their on, on their territory. But there has been a change in mindset. It seems like you know with banks looking to embrace solutions that are more multi-bank even, right? So mm-hmm. that, that allow their customers to be somewhat bank agnostic, really seeing that the, the value that they can provide sort of in the in the place where they are and the unique you know, communications that they can kind of have with their customers to advise them on some of these products. And I think it's really great, you know? You know, you think about some of these partnerships that are coming into, into play here between fintechs and banks, specific as it pertains to fraud prevention. I mean, it's almost just a perfect marriage of expertise. You have banks on the front front lines there, you know, who can really evaluate the threats in the market. What what are they seeing across their customer base? They probably see a whole lot more volume of that than the fintechs do, obviously, right? If, you know, variations in different types of attacks. And then working in partnership with a technology provider who can actually implement technology to solve that challenge and who can who can do it probably a lot faster than a bank could particularly move is a huge advantage, right? And, uh, yeah. and then being able to advise that broad of a client base on a solution like that is, um, is great. So uh, this is one that, you know, I think it's going to shape the way 2022 kind of progresses from a technology perspective in a big way. You'll see more and more of these partnerships, but it's it's just good for everybody involved. I agree 100%, John. I think it's, you know, it's really just that, right? A strategic partnership, uh, helping keep a mutual customer happy and, you know, realize a desired end state rather than potentially losing them to a competitor who can cover more ground. Mm-hmm. So working together is opening up doors for all involved. 
Yep. Yeah. And the other trend that you mentioned, you know, in terms of fintechs partnering with other fintechs is an interesting one as well. I think it's, you know, natural for fintechs to, to somewhat feel competitive with each other, right? Especially those totally. who offer somewhat complementary services. But, you know, I think that more and more of the market's seeing that um, ultimately what customers are looking for are true end to end solutions. People are viewing business processes beyond their own department, you know, and thinking about how they kind of integrate into the the broader organizational processes and, and strategies. And, um, you know, so for that, from that standpoint, you're seeing this happening a lot more looking to, you know, see if you can leverage a partner in the space from a fintech perspective to drive more value into a particular sales situation. So another interesting trend for this year, for sure. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, another big one that we talk about, John, is mobile payments gaining traction. Um, it's always been a topic of discussion in, you know, years leading up to 2022. But I think this is the year where we might see that get over the hump and start gaining a, a lot more traction and even become mainstream. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an interesting one because, you know, there's been mobile banking solutions out there for a long time. Even, you know, banks have provided some solutions to be able to view and approve payments through a mobile device. And it seems like they've never gained widespread adoption. I think, you know, by nature, treasurers, or at least a lot of the ones that I know, are, um, are very conservative. You know, most want to be in front of their computer when they're approving payments. I even know some that, you know, still want to have a paper printout in front of them and be able to check off every single box of a, of a payment initiation request before they go ahead and hit that approve button online, right? It's just, um, you know, something about looking at a payment request on a small screen just didn't sit well, I think, with a lot of treasurers. But that's all changing. And I mean, I think it's changing because cash management is changing so much and, and moving towards real time. And so, you know, if you're, you have real time visibility into your cash and you're seeing, oh, look, you know, a big payment came in or, you know, cash receipt came in that we weren't expecting till tomorrow. I need to go ahead and, you know, pay down debt or, you know, make an investment or something like that. You're not directly in front of your computer. You can do that quickly through your mobile device now too. So it just, I think, reflects the, just the changing way that people are working in general, you know, not in the office anymore more, not always in front of a computer and, you know, how I guess comfortable treasurers are getting with technology and this just desire across the board to make cash management a more real-time thing. So yeah, I think you will see this start to gain a lot of traction this year too. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. And I think it absolutely is a byproduct of today's environment, the way we work, the way we do things, process payments, uh, get our information. It's all changing so rapidly. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, maybe if we move on to a, another trend here, that's a big one for 2022, AI and machine learning, right? You know, how this, how these technologies are going to kind of emerge in 2022. What are going to be the use cases? What are going to be the most immediate use cases? I guess that people can take advantage of right away. And, um, and maybe looking forward um, to the future. And uh, maybe we could talk even a little bit about how you prepare to take advantage of these technologies as well. Yeah, definitely. So we take a look at some of the use cases here in the treasury space. Um, that's, you know, it's going to play a big role in other areas too. But some immediate thoughts that come to mind as a former treasury practitioner are, you know, updating the daily cash position, uh, cash flow forecasting, account reconciliation processes. So you know, there's a level of automation that can be achieved today with the technology in place at companies. As many of our listeners are probably familiar with, data dumps through Excel formulas, also robotic process automations, kind of having a redundant exercise automated through RPA. Um, that only gets you so far down the process and it's only so reliable, right? Uh, how nice would it be to in, be able to incorporate some sort of artificial intelligence and machine learning to basically have your cash flow forecast uh, update in a dynamic fashion, to be able to dynamically catch and prevent fraudulent payments, 
you know, uh, really having almost an extra person in the background, really doing the due, due diligence research and application that all of these processes require. Um, for me, that's an immediate benefit of AI and machine learning uh, that will be introduced into the workplace for the treasury function. Um, so, you know, you'll see advance, advancements with regards to algorithms becoming uh, more complex and more accurate as well as pattern recognition, again, for all of those features that I just mentioned. Yeah, agreed. I think it's, you know, there's almost a sub-trend here to this AI machine learning trend where there's just this huge emphasis on data in general, you know, mm -hmm. for certain organizations and how to extract insights from that data. Like a fundamental shift in, you know, I think if you take cash flow forecasting as an example, you know, historically companies thought, oh, I need technology for cash flow forecasting. I need to automate my cash flow forecasting. But they thought technology first. And then when they went to implement that solution, they realized, hey, I can't get all of my data in here. I can only get, you know, 40% of my bank feeds. What's good? What good is this automated solution here now that I, I can't get the full picture one way or the other, right? So I think, you know, a lot of organizations who are mature from a technology standpoint took a step back, you know, enterprise level organizations, and they went data first. They, you know, they recognized the, the value of data. They got, you know, they focused on collecting comprehensive data, complete data. And now they're thinking about how to draw insights from that, right? And that's where these AI and machine learning type technologies are coming into place. You need something to put on top of this data set to ultimately extract the insights out of it that you want to. So interesting trend. And particularly, I think, you know, for fraud prevention, the level of fraud is getting so sophisticated these days. You know, you're seeing uh, these fake invoice attacks, these fake wire instruction change requests, these really deep fake, almost phone call email attacks, I mean, phone call attacks that, that uh, companies are facing. It's just something new pops up every single day. And so, you know, the criminals are using technology to such an extensive, these fraud threats that um, it just makes sense to use good technology like AI and machine learning to combat that, right? To be able to look into payments and detect abnormalities that normally maybe the human eye couldn't catch. So um, definitely one of the most promising, I think, applications for these technologies for 2022 and something to uh, to keep an eye on. Yeah. And one other one that just comes to mind real quick that I think our listeners will find interesting, John, is you know if you are responsible for doing the books at all, uh, maintaining the ledger, oftentimes you're finding yourself sifting through transactions on your bank statement. As you mentioned, first, you, you have to aggregate that data and, and have it centrally available to you, or at least coming in one way or another. But then you have to make sense of it too. And oftentimes what we hear is basically, how do I categorize this? I, I know all of these particular receipts belong to insurance, others are, you know, uh, this bucket of AR, I need to categorize this. And so if you had some sort of artificial intelligence that you could basically, you know, instruct to bucket certain transactions with, it would definitely make month-end processes a, a lot smoother and a lot easier. It would just alleviate um, the typical users that are responsible for those exercises from a lot of manual effort. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have the, you know, more advanced applications of the technology, you know, driving your cash flow forecasting process, fraud prevention, those types of activities, but process automation is still a huge focal point for a lot of organizations. And, and there's definitely applications for these technologies there, as you pointed out too. Yeah, no, so I think it's uh, very interesting times ahead and really excited to see what comes of the introduction to AI into the finance world. All right. Well, these are just a few of the, the key trends that we're seeing in the industry for 2022, some of the top of mind type topics for treasury and finance professionals. I hope you guys enjoyed this session where we walked you through just some of the finer points related to each one of these. Kevin, thanks as always for sharing your insights. Absolutely, John. Look forward to the next session. And thanks to the listeners. We uh, hope to see you next time. Thanks. Take care.